Welcome to Divorce Diary Show. This is Michelle Trina. I am Michelle Trina. This is Divorce Diary Show. Hi, guys. I am back from uh, taking care of my mom this weekend. She had spinal stenosis surgery, and an Italian mother who's always been her matriarch her, her whole life having to be taken care of is not a pretty picture because um, nothing you do is the correct way of doing it. I'm having brownie bites, not sponsored. They are, they are not sponsoring divorce series, but I'm just saying I'm eating brownie bites right now. My daughter's coming home in probably in like 10 minutes. And so I wanted to do um, my consistent, consistent episode on Sundays um, because last week, we had two episodes back to back with Noam Rauscher, who was who is the divorce rabbi that I have a little crush on. And I have to tell you guys, in all secrecy, not not that anything I do on my show is secrecy, but he totally was not like me. Um, I have a total crush on him now after having him on the show, um, which means he's going to have the reverse reaction towards me for sure um so he lives in california i live in new jersey um i'm bummed but like we actually he's from the east coast originally and he went to school um like a mile away from where i went to school in college so i was like oh my god and we're the same exact age so I was like wow what if we like ran into each other when we were in college, like thinking that there's this love story going to happen down the road. And when I asked him if he's going to come to my show November 5th or 6th in California, he's like, I probably will be away that weekend. So I almost like started crying. Yep. You heard it correctly. I started crying over somebody I have never even met in person. No, I just felt like I just liked him. I liked having him on the show. I've liked kind of, you know, having this like banter back and forth a little bit here and there he's nice he seems like a nice dude because he has this like he's a rabbi so he had takes a spiritual lens and outlook with everything and i think it's great plus he's cute like he's cute he's hot cute i don't know um, i like big men i don't know how tall he is <laughs> it doesn't matter how tall he is i think he seems pretty sexy um but there you go i put it out there that i would like him a little bit and he'll automatically any pheromones that a guy had towards me like oh she's sexy the second i say i like somebody or have a crush on them or find them a little bit attractive or say something along those lines or post about it on instagram and tell everybody that i have a crush on them they are super disinterested so case in point i definitely turned him off i'm sure uh because i messaged him back go away after the go away after the show has ended um, I don't even know if that made sense. So I'm pretty sure I fucked it up completely. I said, hope you can make it even though your B-Day weekend, I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch my birthday to that week. Call it. Da, 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 da. He's like, not sure if I'll be around me head out of town for the weekend. Not sure. And then I wrote back, go away after the show has ended. Laugh out loud. Like an idiot. I don't even know how to say it correctly, grammatically. Um, Coach T, I like have been messaging him. He's a dating coach and like the day coach on Instagram. And I'm like, he probably thinks I'm psycho, but he's like, go for it. Shoot your shot. So I shot my shot and I failed. Definitely feeling in my feelings right now, but I have to uh, remind myself there is a bigger picture in sight and it's my career and it's my comedy and it's my craft and getting better at it every day. Um, Something that I, I, I was listening to Ed Milet about, 
uh, David A. Arnold was on it a while ago before he passed. And I didn't know David A. Arnold passed. And I was listening to this. I'm like, this guy's a comedian. He's awesome. And I loved his whole story. Then I looked at a friend of mine who's also a comedian who I've worked with before. She had a post about him and it said, rest in paradise. I'm like, wait, this guy fucking died. And then I realized that on Ed Milet's episode with him, it says rest in peace, brother. And I honestly was crying. I was like, I honestly, of course I was, it was depressing because, well, first of all, the guy has obtained success. What in most people's eyes would be like, oh, you're a fucking successful. You're a showrunner. You have a successful comedy career. You have two and Netflix specials. And on the episode with Ed Milet, he was talking about how he really wanted to sell out arenas. That's what his goal, next goal was. That was his dream. And he was now starting to to sell in theaters, right? So there's, there's like comedy clubs and there's the theaters and there's arenas. Um, like Maniscalco sells out arenas, right? Like that's what we all kind of att- want to do. And he was saying too how like we're always thinking, at least he said he was always thinking as soon as his agent calls him with a gig that we're constantly, he's thinking nobody's coming. And that's how I think too. When I, and I'm the low man on the totem pole, even with my, my show next week in New York City, I'm really frightened because last year my New York City sales were pretty decent. Now, I don't know. I don't know what's to come next Sunday. I'm a fearful that there's only one ticket sold because I know my friend Gina bought one. And I've been doing this for for at least five years now. Um, Comedy and my Divorce Diaries. Divorce Diaries started off as a play, though, so it's a little different. But um, I'm nervous. I am nervous. And I I listened to his the podcast episode that he was on uh, with Ed Milet. And it was really good and inspiring. But it was sad because he died. He just died um, in September. Like like a week ago, actually. Only two weeks ago. Um, September 4th, I think. He passed. Um, And it, it... made me scared because I, I don't want to die before I hit the success that I want. I want to have more money. I want to make more money doing my craft. I took a lot of time away from pursuing acting full time when I went into teaching and there was nothing wrong with that. I had a daughter. I was raising a family. You know, I still have a daughter, but I mean, I, I was married and I, I, or I was getting married at the time. And then I was kind of planning on having a kid and you know, unless your spouse is super supportive of you in the arts, it's very hard to convince them that this is, is something that is substantial. But then again, then you shouldn't really view that person, which I obviously learned. Um, even my family, though, like this weekend when I was at my mom's house, my aunt said something to me. She's like, well, how, how, how many, what jo- what number job is this? Like when I was grading my students' reflections, um, I adjuncted a college and it's all online, which is a great gig to have because it allows me to be able to do it whenever I need to. Um, and when she said, so what number job is this? I know she didn't mean it in a bad way. She meant it like, oh, you juggle so much. But how I take it too is it, you know what everybody looks at me like a gypsy or something it's it's kind of like it's not about what number job it is it's like i'm a gig worker i work as an actor and then if i i also have a teaching degree so i can teach as well i don't know i just it hits me sometimes in a place that doesn't feel great maybe that's because of my own insecurities about not having enough money right now or not not being in a financial place that i want to be in um but I'm much happier that I am not teaching full-time at a public school district or in a school. I'm glad I am on my own again. Like it's just, it's, I'm in, I'm in the heat of a struggle. 
I'm in the heat of the struggle of the pursuit of waiting for things to shift to the next level financially. And, um, you know, it's going to take and require all the energy I have outside of my family. So a relationship and a man is the worst thing that could happen to me right now. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that negatively towards love. I want love. I crave it, which is why I think I was crushing on this divorce rabbi because he's sexy and he was saying like great things, spiritual things, philosophical things. And I was like, oh, let me take off my clothes now for you, buddy. Oh my God. That, no. Um, and I think if you watch the episodes on the YouTube channel and you hear it too, first of all, if you watch it, you could see there's flirtiness between the two of us, unless now he probably will be like, she's on a mess, but, um, there's definitely flirtiness. Um, I know that he, on his end too, but I'm just saying that's what made me feel like, Ooh, maybe this could be something, but he, he stated that like, he doesn't want to be in a long distance relationship with somebody. So it would never work out anyway. And that's why I'm, I'm almost glad, Hey, you know, if he, if he doesn't come to your show, then you know, he's not about you, you know, regardless of it's his birthday weekend or not. He, if somebody likes you even a little bit, they're going to fucking find their way there. I have had followers show the fuck up like two months in advance buy tickets. So fuck that. You know what I mean? Like fuck that. So, um, with that said, I do have shows coming up in New York City next week, September 18th. I have a show November 5th in LA and November 6th in San Diego. There is also a show in Jersey, September 30th, but there's no ticket link up. So I'm waiting for that stuff. I don't know how or why they don't send me the ticket link, but that's okay. Then they'll probably be like, well, bitch, don't get no people there. So we're never bringing her back. But it's been it's two weeks before the show. So send me the link. Um, I'm just going off into a rant now. But my point is I have uh, no energy to put towards having a crush, even though it would be nice to have a crush, uh, even though it would be nice to have a guy who's like, hey, I want to date you. I haven't, and I've said this before, I haven't dated somebody in a long time, and it, it, it's starting to wear on my self-esteem a little bit, even though my self-esteem can't, I feel like my self-esteem with men is like, I'm confident, feeling sexy, but like, the second I like somebody, they immediately don't like me back. That's how it feels. And it's really wearing on my self-esteem when it comes to love. And it, it's it's really wearing on it because what else would it do? I mean, the producer that I make it fun of, like, I really thought this guy had feelings for me. Not because of, like, you know, what I was making up in my head about there's going to be this love story. I felt it. I felt when I met him in person, I felt it, you know, this guy wouldn't be called, wouldn't be calling me if he didn't have some kind of feelings for me. And the, the way everything ended was such a, such a blow to my self-esteem and my confidence that I still just don't, it still hurts. And then every time it's been happening after it, it just another, I just want to crawl under my shell and cry and say, don't fucking go towards another man. Um, like the friend I talked about with Noam on, on, on the podcast episode with, with him, it was, a, you know, I didn't really like him that much. I liked him as a friend. I, I'm attracted to him enough to go out on a date, but I'm glad I didn't take it a step further and allow him in because it's like, well, he would have just done the same thing, not given a fuck about me. There's a lot of issues I'm working out with self-esteem right now, because if I like somebody and then we go out and then they just want to fuck me. 
I want to ask you dating coaches, you divorce coaches, that person that I like that just wants to fuck me. How am I not supposed to feel bad about myself? It's like, well, I'm good enough to go out with and fuck, but not good enough for a relationship that you want with somebody else. So how, tell me how does that, is that supposed to not affect at all my self-esteem when it keeps happening over and over and over and over again? And then people are like, well, you attract what you, uh, people have said also too, like, well, you, whatever you put out there is what you attract. That upsets me too, because all I feel like is I put out positive, kind energy, especially to the people that I like and care for. And so what I'm attracting, what people that treat me disrespectfully, you know, or they just don't want to be with me. I, I, I just, I, sometimes I don't understand that fully. Sometimes I feel like that's a crock of shit, you know, like, oh, well, you're, you know, like you are what you eat. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm having great punch and f- I like it. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Like it, everybody has to agree to an extent that when you like somebody and they don't like you back and it happens over and over again, one may get a little aggravated, bitter, hurt, their self-esteem might be low and frustrated, right? Those are feelings that are just natural. I take it and turn it into comedy. Um, I don't want to hurt people because I'm angry or bitter about someone not liking me, but it's the self-esteem. So that's why I use it through my craft. But I think today when he's like, well, I'll probably be out of town. What hurt me the most was that like another one. Like I thought I was having a little crush here with this guy and he could give rat's ass whether or not he sees or meets me. And, and that's okay. It's not his fault. I, again, this is not somebody like who put it out there that he likes me, but I was like crushing on him from our interview and it's, you know, another example of like, well, I can put myself out there and still, I wasn't putting myself out there with him. Let me, let me rephrase that. It just hurt a little bit. Cause I'm like, Oh, see, if you were to go down that route, it's just going to lead to nothing. Um, yeah. So I, and I also feel like, well, I'm not dating anybody. And is it my fault? Cause I don't put myself on apps. Um, I did go out on a couple of dates this year, but there was no spark. I don't know. I don't, want to put energy into a man that I'm unsure about, or I don't even want to go in near that route because it's going to take away from my career. And there's so much I need to accomplish so much energy that needs to get poured into my craft. And then the building of my brand, there's no time to get to know a guy who may or may not be good in bed or may or not be good with kids or may or may not have a record or may or may not. And it's okay if he has a record, as long as everything's okay now, or may or may not be a liar. You know, um, this is what I will say. I like having the fantasy. I think, I think what I was, was playing within my head with Noam a little bit was like, Ooh, wouldn't it be fun to meet a guy here like him and like get to know them and like engage in this cool dialogue about each other. And like, it was good to fantasize because it allows me to have hope that there is a great love of my life besides my daughter. Um, You know, obviously it's a Debbie Downer when someone's like, "Mm, I don't know if I'll be in town for your show. Cause of course, even if I wasn't going to be in town, I would fucking rearrange my plans if I really wanted to meet that person, you know? 
which he clearly doesn't. So, uh, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm just saying like, it's like a little bit of a blow to my fantasy. So now maybe I have to just figure out a new fantasy for tonight. Um, putting your energy into thoughts and feel so putting your energy into thoughts that you want to manifest that is my goal for the next year and months and so that didn't make any sense putting my energy and pouring energy and meditating that i'm pouring the energy actually like physically seeing myself pouring energy i got this from ed Milet, by the way pouring energy into the thought into the feeling of getting divorce diaries to the next level of an investor and then season one is filming and then we're on a network and then we're filming more and the comedy clubs are selling out all of that energy that i would be pouring into a crush is i'm pouring into the show no and of course my daughter but there's no energy left so next time i interview a divorced rabbi or a divorced buddhist or divorced um i can't say priest because that would be weird um <laughs> i am going to make sure that i repel myself with anti-crush perfume stay tuned for more divorce diary show podcast thank you guys so much for listening i love 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 you i always love to hear what you like best and my sketches on the divorce diary show youtube channel the unscripted episodes the real hose of divorce michelle does her exes you let me know what you want to see more of or of course my shorts and stay tuned and of course the podcast episodes stay tuned for more go check out when i am coming to your city to your town and if i am not you can still buy a ticket and you can get a virtual link to the show divorcediaryshow.com i love 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 you guys have a great happily ever after divorce week <laughs>